You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 27, Superman and the Runaway. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Stephen. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Howdy. It's been a bit. A little bit, yeah. Needed, you know, a, needed a reset, so that's cool. Uh, I've started, of course, you know this, but I've started uh, editing the uh, comic addiction mm-hmm. episodes for y'all. And I have to say that it's uh, I enjoy doing that. Um, but as I'm listening to these episodes, as I'm editing them, I have to resist the urge to go on Twitter and leave comments about the episode because it's not up yet. But I sometimes I feel like I'm listening to an episode that's been posted and it's like, oh, they just here. I'll just all here. They said this. I want to I want to comment on it. But it's not it's it's there's nowhere for me to to comment on it. And it makes me a little bit sad. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah. How, how, how have you been? Um, just doing the same thing as everybody else. Just working and, yeah, you know, although I have started. um a small uh, p, as they say in uh, France. Is that French? P. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys can't see it, but I have the little bit uh, fingers uh, on the camera here. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can see it. The I, podcast people can't no, see it. Sorry, see it. I, I get the two confused. Anyways, a uh, small exercise regimen, uh, and tomorrow will be a week that I have maintained it. So I, I guess that's a positive. Nice. Yeah. Um, it, it is very, very high on my list of things I do not like, um, but it'll be a week tomorrow. So, yeah, be, being active is 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 something that I I just do not enjoy at all. Well, no, being active in doing something I enjoy very much. Being active to be active, I yeah. do not like. It's like when that that is called work. In yep. my book, and yep. and I have one of those, and I apply that for forty plus hours a week, and I don't, you know. Now, if we go to a, uh, you know, convention and walk around for five hours, okay, yeah, that different. doesn't bother me. Yep. Uh, but you know, walking on a treadmill to walk on a treadmill just it yeah. it eats me up inside. No thanks. Harold says gym people suck. <laughs> I took I started strength training. Um. Trusty Mutsy, what made you um, bring up Strangers in Paradise and the RIP? Is is this an an, uh, Jamie's anniversary or something like that? Um, we we can go on, Stephen Hill. Could be because of your wife's name made him think of it. Because <laughs> Ter- oh, Terry Moore. Terry Moore, I love Strangers in Paradise, Mister Moore. Oh no, I yeah, that's that's my wife, Terry Moore, not like yeah. dude, Terry Moore. Although I like Strangers in Paradise, too. That's why I'm asking stupid joke. No, it wasn't stupid. There there could be a variety of things going on behind the scenes that I am clueless about. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, I and, and I always go back. Uh, Strangers in Paradise, I have enjoyed for years. And it was because CGS's Jamie D constantly talked about it. Until finally, I was like, okay, I, yeah. I just got to see what the dude is talking about. It can't be that good. Yeah. Well, it was pretty close to being that good. And um, 
So I, I always uh, give Jamie D the the uh, nod for getting me interested in Strangers in Paradise. Now I have read every uh, Strangers Universe book that uh, Terry Moore has put out. I've read some of his other, you know, here and there, but all of his. Um, and I can't think of what he calls his universe, but the SIP universe. Read all yeah. the books. They even have one going now. Parker Girls. I had, I had a, you know, I was in the same thing. Jamie D talked about it all the time on CDS. And I remember I, I checked it out. Um, I just really could never get access to it, to a lot of the trades because I didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of these days I'm going to have to go into comicsology and just see what see I if can they have it or yeah. just watch and get them when they're on sale because they now have it. What? All, all of the strangers in paradise and like big books. So you would buy like four of them maybe and, and yeah. you get everything, something like that. So you never mentioned Superman. What? No, we'll, we'll do yeah. it. Trusty Musty, uh, for those of you listening to the show, uh, has just announced to us that his goal is to make sure we never mention Superman once. He's going to keep us so off topic tonight. Not going to happen, Buster. Is to help Buster us Brown. swerve in our glory. That's right. Speaking Isn't that right, Terry? She'll recognize what that is. Speaking of which, uh, so today we're looking at Superman and the Runaway. This appeared in Superman issue number three uh, from 1939. We'll get into dates here in a minute. But I do want to mention that issue number three has four stories in it. And we always try to just stick with one story per episode. But I wanted to mention this because uh, Superman and the Runaway is one of the stories which we're talking about here on episode 27 there are two stories in in the issue though superman and the dam and superman's phony manager those were both reprints uh superman and the dam uh was from action comics number five and we actually talked about that on the superman super show episode five from back on may 16th uh superman's phony manager was from uh action comics number six and we talked about that on the super show on episode six from May 23rd. And then the fourth story in the book is Superman and the Jewel Smugglers. And we'll be talking about that in the next episode. Cool beans. So I just want to make sure everybody was aware. So Superman and the Runaway was written by Jerry Siegel. Pencils by Joe Schuster. And the inks were by Dennis uh, N- Neville. Neville. Uh I, you know what? I don't think we have to keep saying that Superman was published by DC Comics. I don't. I don't think we need to say uh, that. I think. I think that's pretty well established. But it had a, a cover date on the book of winter, nineteen thirty nine, and according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics, an on sale date of November fifteenth, nineteen thirty nine. I noticed today when I was putting all these show notes together that, uh, like when I when I looked at this particular issue on. Mike's Amazing World of Comics, uh, which was a website that I am so happy you introduced me to, Ed, because I, I love that website so much. Um, Can you imagine the amount of work that he has put into oh that thing? He is to, a, to be the resource that it is. It's just, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a hero. Um, but for a lot of these uh, issues, when we when we talk about a lot of these issues, he would have uh, listed approximate on sale date. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed this one had on sale date, and I checked a couple of the others that we're going to talk about tonight as we're recording multiple episodes. And I noticed that some of them say on sale date and some of them say approximate on sale date. So I I am now uh, specifying 
in the notes. So if it says on sale okay. date, that's what it says on the website. If it says approximate sale date, that's okay. what it says on the website. So cool beans. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to give the synopsis from dcfandom.com and, uh, Y'all need to hold on to your lunch because this will be the longest synopsis I think we've ever done. This is freaking long. If you want, one, two, three, four. After you get done with four of the paragraphs, I'll take over and finish it out. Okay. So you'll start with the night Clark changes? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let let me me see if... uh, La, 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 la. Just oh checking. no! Well, you sang some, but you were you were drum, right? So you need to loosen up the I, wrist for this. Yeah, I, I wasn't, and and actually, it's it's funny because when you were talking earlier about exercising for exercising sake, you know, or being active just because you're supposed to, you know, when I was a drummer, we would get together and practice three nights a week for like two hours, and that was the best you, exercise I ever got. Yep, And um, I've always been a big man, but I really didn't start packing on a lot of the weight until after I stopped yep. playing drums. And for your your chosen style of music, uh, drumming is rigorous. So, yes. um, yeah, it's it's not like, uh, you know, uh, quiet uh, cafe jazz. Yeah. And I was never uh, a subtle type of player i never oh, okay I, well then yeah, I, see, there you I never had the kind of control where i could just ding 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 you know i just boom 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 and went through a lot of sticks a lot of drum heads and a lot of cymbals it's a it's a it's an expensive instrument to play it can be <laughs> very sure. expensive all right so uh here's what happened in the in the issue or uh, in the story while walking to work clark spots a small boy passed out on the railroad tracks and a train was incoming Quickly changing to his Superman duds, he runs out, speeding past the train, scoops the boy up, and leaps them to safety. Before the kid regains consciousness, Superman returns to his civilian identity of Clark Kent. The boy's name was Frankie Dennis, a ward of the state orphanage until he ran away. He tells Clark it's because Superintendent Lyman treats them like slaves, feeding them leftovers and hiring them out to forced labor. Frankie himself has been beaten and forced to scrub the floors several times. Clark wishes to help Frankie make things better for him and the other kids at the orphanage. Uh, If Frankie goes back to the orphanage, he can act as Clark's inside man, letting him know what kind of bad things were happening. After some thought, the boy agrees to return if it would help the others. Clark and Frankie stand at the entrance to the state orphanage as Frankie nervously knocks on the door. Superintendent Lyman opens the door, and once he sees Frankie, he begins yelling at him for running away, grabbing him by the arm. But when Clark, but but when he sees Clark, he lets the boy go and immediately switches to a friendly demeanor. Lyman thanks him for finding Frankie, who he was worried sick about. Clark is told he can come back anytime for a visit before retreating with Frankie back inside and closing the door. The man's suspicious behavior puts Clark on high alert. And he certainly does intend on visiting again very soon. Later, back at the Daily Star, Clark asks Lois out for lunch, only to be rebuffed, just like always. George Taylor calls him into his office and gives Kent an assignment to investigate the orphanage, which is very serendipitous, I found. Hmm. Taylor heard about how Superman saved a runaway's life and wanted to find out more. Clark, Clark accepts. 
suggesting Lois also comes along to help out. When Clark and Lois arrive back at the orphanage, they find out they were followed by two reporters from a rival paper trying to scoop them. Superintendent Lyman answers the door after a few minutes, happily inviting Clark and the others inside to look around. On the surface, everything seems normal. Normal is what I said. On the surface, mm -hmm. everything seems normal. The children are happily playing in the yard, but a little girl who seems to be lying about where she got her bruised arm and a kid who was too exhausted to get out of bed, piques Clark's suspicions. Frankie tries to tell Clark something, but Lyman's sudden appearance causes him to clam up. Eventually, Clark and Lois have no choice but to leave empty-handed with nothing but a seemingly ordinary children's orphanage to show for their time. After the reporters leave, Lyman turns on Frankie and punishes him for almost squealing by locking him in the attic. The other children are told to go back to work or else. That night, Clark changes to Superman and leaves off to get another look at the orphanage, not believing the superintendent's good guy act for a second. In her apartment, Lois gets the same idea, worried for the child's safety after the hints of abuse she thought she saw. Unaware of each other's presence, Superman and Lois arrive at the orphanage in the dead of night. Lois stealthily sneaks in through a window while Superman peers through Lyman's office window to spy on him, reading over his secret account book. Upstairs in the attic, Frankie begins making a lot of noise by smashing things until they let him out. Lyman irritably goes up to give the boy a piece of his mind, allowing Superman the chance to go in and look over the accounts. The entries written for the price of food were abnormally high. Superman takes off for the grocery company, and that's capital letters, grocery company, to see some comparing, uh, excuse me, to do some comparing. Just as he suspected, the prices in Lyman's account book were raised to cover his grafting scheme. Lois, meanwhile, creeps down the hallway following the sound of pained cries coming from the attic. She opens the door to find Lyman whipping young Frankie. She threatens to print Lyman's abuse of the children. In response, the superintendent locks her in the attic with Frankie and begins packing up all the money he's gathered. To make sure Lois never tells a soul, he pours a trail of gasoline across the hall leading to the attic door and ignites it with a match. Superman returns to the orphanage in time to see it in flames and Lyman fleeing the scene. Superman grabs the car and pulls Lyman out, applying a light tap to the back of his head to knock him out. While most of the kids have escaped the fire, a cry for help from inside the building brings Superman to the attic window where he sees Frankie and an unconscious Lois Lane. He carries them both to safety just as the police start to show up. Leaving the area to change, Superman returns as Clark Kent, telling the police that it was Lyman who set the fire. The screaming superintendent is arrested for attempted murder and grafting. Days later, Clark visits the orphanage to find conditions have dramatically improved. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Frankie reports that everybody is happier now with the new superintendent. And the reason I'm laughing is because I saw the next line. Ed, <laughs> what did you think? Ed, what did you think? <laughs> um, I thought that this was a long story to be in in Superman. The, the book wasn't evenly divided this time. Like no, it, has it was not. It was the longest of the four stories. Yeah, uh, by like 
a third or almost half of some of the other stories in, in yeah. page number, which is which is fine. I, I don't, you know, that doesn't bother me or anything. It's just something I noticed. Um, this very okay. Uh, something I should have mentioned at the top. This story is adapted from the Daily Strip uh, okay. for the dates of June twelfth, nineteen thirty nine, through July twenty second, nineteen thirty nine. So that cool. story is what became this. In you know, I should have. I should have known that we talked about this the last time they did that, because the one thing I noticed about this story uh, compared to the rest of them, it looks a lot better than the rest of them. And I also think that this really had a movie scripty feel to it. I mean, I I could see mm -hmm. a lot of these scenes as uh, stills from a movie as I was reading through it. it. It really felt like that. Well, it's you know, it's funny. I, I I took a bunch of notes when I was reading it, and uh, one of my very last notes, since you you brought that up, is that I wanted to. Uh, oh nope, that's the wrong book. Goodness wrong, gracious! Wrong, wrong note. Cards are out of order. They're not out of order. <laughs> um, I wanted to shout out the 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 Superman Radio Revisited podcast. Okay, uh, I've been listening to that uh, a bit lately, and because of listening to that show and listening to the old. Superman radio serials, this, and it was this story more than the other four I read today, but this story more than the, the other four, as I'm reading it, I hear it in my head as if it was one of the radio serials. I could sure. totally hear that yeah. in my head. Yeah. And, and I think both, both of our other media thoughts probably have to do with how long it was, gave yeah. it more time to breathe and, and more time to fill in. Uh, the quote unquote dead spaces normally in in the story. So yeah, uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It 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 very much felt like a script for, you know, I said movie, you said radio. Yeah. Hell, we'll go ahead and throw out TV show too, and just get them all. You know, stage play. Yeah. Oh, the the musical. No. Yeah. No. Mm. Not not a musical. No. 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 Um. So so yeah. Uh, what did I say? I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um. Had a little bit different feel um, than some of his other stories yeah. recently have had. And uh, reading this and, and actually reading all four of the stories for tonight, um, I'm I'm getting to a point where I think I enjoy the Golden Age stories a little bit more than I did when I first yeah. started. Uh, Me too. I, I don't know if it's used to them. That's probably part of it. But it, it just I'm I'm appreciating the style more. As, as I have been doing this, uh, yeah. you know, because other books typically that I will read will be very, very contemporary books. And so it it gives me a break from a lot of the, uh, the problems that I'm personally having with a lot of modern material. I can go yep. to this stuff and it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. And for, for those of you listening uh, to the audio podcast, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times so far that you know, if you're if you're listening to this for the first time, we mentioned a couple times the uh, of the all the stories we've read for tonight. Just just I feel like I got to clarify this every once in a while. Not every episode, but Ed and I get together. We will we try to get together once every few weeks, and we record multiple episodes at once. And so we we read the the two the two stories from Superman three for tonight, and then Action Comics twenty and twenty one. Yeah, and and I apologize if if I were a good host, I wouldn't mention that because it's it's opening the curtain, and you know, we, uh, 
curtain needs to be opened every once in a while. But it, it does not my kind of, you know. Not my curtain. Yeah. Trusty Mutsi uh, says, it's so hard to get into modern books. I'm reading nothing but Marvel epic collections yeah. of classic stuff. And I agree. We've talked about it before. Um, I have both the Marvel Unlimited app and the DC Infinite Universe app. And I read mostly old books on the Marvel app. For some reason, I'm enjoying the new DC stuff. But I, okay. I cannot yeah. get into the new Marvel stuff at all. I don't know why. I, I cannot get into it. I um. The the newer Marvel and DC stuff, I feel, as you do about the new Marvel, to really get out of that funk, I have to go out of the big two. Yeah. And I can read a lot of contemporary stuff outside. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't affect me quite like just this feeling I get with and and I I'm probably like you, but it just unfortunately I read far more contemporary Marvel than I do DC. So I really can't. Yeah compare them a whole, whole lot, but yeah. Uh, like, um, this past weekend, the whole weekend, the only things I read were quote unquote, indie stuff, uh, contemporary yeah. books. And, but, but we are talking yeah. about Superman. So yes. Um, you, you're not going to win trusty Mutsy. Uh, we're talking yeah, about that's Superman. Right. We're bringing it back <laughs> to bring it back on track. All right. So I made some notes. Okay. I think I because this this uh, story was longer than the rest of them. This I have mo more notes for this one than anything else. All right, let's go. What you got? All right, so kind of going through the issue, the uh, the second page, I, I just found it funny that when faced with a small child uh, uh, passed out on railroad tracks and a train bearing down on it that Clark takes a moment to change into his Superman outfit. Okay. Um, now, nowadays that wouldn't be any problem because we, we know that it, it just takes them like a fraction of a second to do it. A, a thought that's yeah. yeah, we've, I've never gotten that impression with these golden age stories. And in fact, uh, I've talked about it before the, the, the various panels that they've shown in past stories where he's literally sitting on a chair in his apartment building lacing up his boots, right. buckling Shoes. his belt and stuff like that. So yep. while he's saying not an instant to lose, he's, he's changing into his, his Superman outfit. I just, I thought that was funny for some reason. I, uh, I find it necessary to disparage the art. Uh, this first panel where we see the young boy in the train, yeah. it is far closer the train than the three panels that we see <laughs> Superman running after the, there is yes. no way if the, yeah. the kid is squished and the train has gone on by, yeah. by the time Superman gets there. So, yeah. And the, the kid let's, let's talk about the kid real quick. I mean, good Lord, very golden age child looking, you oh, know, yeah. with just the oh, yeah. dots for the eyes, very orphan Annie, orphan Annie kind of look to this kid. Um, I also wrote down uh, when we meet Superintendent Lyman, uh, Lyman equals lying man. I don't oh. think they were trying to be clever mm -hmm. there. I, you don't know. They, they, might have, they thought they were getting away with something. Um, when Superman jumps after having grabbed up the boy, mm -hmm. why does he turn and face the train and jump over I the train know. rather than just jumping to the side? I, I, I mean, don't know. Just, you know. He wouldn't even have to j just hop to the side to get off the yeah. track. That, that's all. But yeah. no, he's like, oh, yeah. And he faces the train yep. and hurdles the engine straight on. I'm like, yeah, that was yeah, funny. You got to do it the hard way, man. 
I think it's this, it, 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 maybe it's not this story. One of the stories coming up that we'll be talking about tonight, they really bear down on the whole Clark leaps about instead of flying mm-hmm. because there were mm-hmm. so many panels in one of the stories of him just leaping, you know, like that panel where he's jumping over the train, you know, one arm out, both of his his legs, you know, spread open as he's leaping. And it's just, it, they just look so silly, you know seeing him do that with like a cityscape underneath him. Allow me to take a moment and welcome birthday boy, Chris Parton. Chris Parton in the house. That's right. It is his birthday. I I did wish him happy birthday on Facebook. It is his B-Day. Not the day, but B-Day. Never mind. Birthday. Yeah, no, it's uh, sorry. Sorry about that, Chris. Though a bidet would be a a good thing. That was pretty shitty of me. (laughs) <clears throat> wow <laughs> wow yeah sorry it, it's oh, okay uh, trusty is winning because i'm going off the tracks here I, yeah i'm sorry okay you are off the rails tonight wow <laughs> okay so all right are we, um, are we up to where we first met lyman or because he, yeah i'm kind of okay he's several pages past our, our yeah i here. just i i just made the boy. various okay. notes as i was yeah that's reading, fine so okay um, so here's here's lying man lying not to be man. confused with running man uh, that's a dance. So th- th- this is lying, man. It's just a guy who lies there in the road. Right. He's just yeah. laying there. He's the uh, opposite of the running man. Trusty. No, I am not. I have the strip. I have uh, the, I think the first book of the strips, but I, I have not cracked it open uh, to, to read along with this yet. I've read some of it, but no, I have just been, and I think it's because of my fear of golden age books. I don't want to burn out knowing that this is something that I'm wanting to do. So I'm, I'm not, getting really really steeped i i'm i'm trying to make it a point to not read any other golden age stuff either so that i, I don't get worn out on it yeah. um it We're, could change like i said i'm i'm kind of really enjoying this golden age stuff more and more so i might yeah. add a, a book or two here i briefly this evening went down a, a specter rabbit hole for a a reason in one of the books that came up but yeah and we're at we're both of us are actually reading from the uh Superman and the Golden Age collected volumes. Um, right. Yeah. And in fact, tonight we're finishing volume one and starting volume two. So right. yep. volume one ends with Superman number three, and then volume two begins with Action Comics 20. Um, All right. So we're we're up to where uh Clark and Lyman met here. What what else you got? What what else did you know? Um I I my notes shoot ahead to uh when we go to the Daily Star and <laughs> We get another Red Banner uh, Lois Lane moment where Clark asks her out. How about having some lunch with me today, Lois? Sorry, not interested. Oh, come on. I'm not Poison Ivy. And then her, first of all, the look on her face as she's looking at him. And she just says, for once and all, will you please let it register in that thick dome of yours that I dislike you heartily? Understand? And it's really funny it's harsh and and this is a similar tune but then a complete flip-flop in one of the later stories so yeah. it it's it, it actually she gets a little harsher in that story and then complete yep. uh 180 on him yep 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 um my next note, I, I I jump again. I did enjoy these these scenes here with the uh, the other two reporters trying to follow Lois okay. and Clark, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know them trying to uh, 
to, to lose him in the cab. Right. Okay. We're being followed. Shake off the taxi behind us, and there's a five spot in it for you. Leave five it to spot. me. Yeah. And of course, they don't. They don't. No. They don't. They don't shake you. anybody. Um. Yeah, Lyman's not a good guy. Threatens to, uh, you know, harm the children if they don't pretend like they're playing and having a good time. Right. When the when the reporters arrive. Um, but I my notes skipped ahead to later on that evening after uh, they leave the orphanage and Superman goes back okay. and we we get one of those moments where he jumps onto a window ledge. There's no hanging from window no. ledges in this. Right. No, this no story. hanging. Um, Which um, trusty and I don't know, maybe Chris, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but we we started keeping count. Of the number of times that uh, Superman hung from a ledge, hung and from a uh, ledge, yeah. we're up to ten, with perhaps that number increasing later on this evening. Perhaps. I think it will. We'll have I to discuss will, yeah. to be sure. Mm-hmm. But yes, we're up to ten times. In I don't know about well, what what are we on? Twenty seven. Uh, on twenty seven appearances, he has hung from a ledge yep. ten times. He uh, one of his 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 modus operandi is to leap up on a window, hang from the window ledge and and spy on people inside. That's what that's what Superman does. Now, he's doing that here. He's spying on this Lyman, but he's actually standing on the ledge this time. And the the note that I made was how lucky Clark is uh, uh, Superman as he's spying on Lyman. Lyman is is basically. Uh, confessing to all his crimes out loud to nobody. Right. Yeah, what those reporters wouldn't give to see this secret account book. It's it just uh, you know, C- Superman might not have looked at that account book had he not said that out loud. And um, between that panel and the next one, I I think Lyman rearranges the furniture in his office. There, it, it <laughs> yes, looks he does. It, it, for one, uh, he is uh, sideways to the window, yep. and then in the next panel, the window is behind him, right so behind Clark, him, yeah. or so that Superman can actually look over his shoulder. Uh, yeah, he's got the, X-ray vision. I mean, he doesn't, but that's that's how it's drawn. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Superman um, creeper. Yeah, that Superman gets more information right now that way than anybody, except yeah. maybe Batman. Yeah, you know, he's always listening in the closet or listening through the window, or th- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's just it's just so funny, uh, you know, when you when you see stuff like that and you, you can't help but think of the Superman of today. Right. Yeah. He, he just he wouldn't do stuff like that now. And, well, and he, uh, doesn't need to. he doesn't he need to hear, nowadays. Yeah, he can, he can, you know, he can yeah. he can be over Europe yep. and he can hear what Lyman yep. is saying. We we yep. understand now that that's how it works. So it's, yeah, he yeah. just he flies up far enough to see the curvature of the earth and then just listens. To, to see what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was also confused about uh, Frankie uh, suddenly not understanding where he was because he was fully awake when Lyman locked him in that attic. And then, right, then suddenly yeah. he's just like, where am I? And then he starts freaking out, which I love him for. Oh, let, let me out or I'll wreck the place. And he starts smacking that chair against the wall. I and he starts wrecking awesome. the place. He's, yeah. he's, he's a, a kid of his word. So yeah. he's not messing around. He says he's going to do something. He's going to do it. Yep. Um, I loved. Oh, well, here's a here's a, a number of panels where he's he's leaping, leaping yeah. out the window with the book yeah. tuck under, the book under, under his arm. arm. Yeah. And, Looks like yeah. he's running. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like he's running. 
in these great long strides in midair. That's just that's yeah. why it's so funny looking. Uh, Lyman uh, starts whipping with, young Frankie, which isn't cool. With a whip. With, yeah, with a literal whip. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I got whipped when I was little, uh, but not with a whip. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, not little. My, when I was younger, I should say. Yeah, my mom had a, a yardstick uh, that she threatened us with. I don't think she ever actually hit us with it. But, um, so, yeah, then uh, Lyman, when he's discovered by Lois, he, of course... Sets fire to the orphanage, and we have this wonderful panel after he's dumped a bunch of gas in the hallway, and he's throwing the match onto the gas, and it says, laughing with mad glee, the crazed superintendent sets fire to the orphanage. Yep. Um, but I loved, I think my favorite Superman moment in this story was when Superman catches up to him in the car picks the car up and just rips the back wheels off of it. Yep. It's like, it, that's, it, that's it. Done. You're done. Uh, and but then, my, you know, I, I, I picture him just like plunking the guy, flipping him in the back of the head to knock yeah. him out. It, it just, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, you know, it's when they, when he knocks him out, the, the synopsis says that he, he taps him, but in the story, it says that he he applies a light pressure upon the yeah, rear it looks of like Lyman's he neck. Gives him a, a Spock pinch. Yeah, yeah, that's Spock's pinch. It was that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. That Superman knows pinch. the Vulcan nerve pinch. Yeah, it's you know, before the Vulcans even well, yeah. b- before but, the Vulcans showed us. Of course, yeah. the Vulcans are older, but yeah. yeah. So. But uh, my favorite moment in this entire story is when the the cops show up and they grab Lyman and he says, "Let me go." I didn't know what I was doing. Good defense. Yeah. He's, he's already pleading, uh, pleading insanity. A- ignorance of the law. Uh, right. I think is what, what that would qualify as. Yeah. I didn't realize that burning an orphanage full of children was the wrong thing to do. Right. Uh, good stuff. That's all I had. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really have anything else to add. I think you you grabbed on most of the highlights. Um, you're right about the art, though. It, it is. Um, I don't necessarily know that I would use the word better. I think that's what you said. It was better, but it but it is different. It's um, it's bright. I don't want to say brighter either. It's it's less. Um, I don't know. It's it's a. Uh, it well, it is different. I mean, and, yeah. and I, I would really have to sit and compare and you know flip pages back and forth and do all that to really try to come up with the words as to why it's different. First of all, the feeling of the artwork is different. It it yeah. it, it has a different feel to it, and that is probably because structurally there is something different. Now, what that yeah. is, I'm not sure. But yeah. um, well, I mean, if you if you look at the act, the stories in action comics where they're they're little literally writing for a comic book format, you know, they have those uh, two rows or two mm-hmm. columns of wide panels basically on every page. And because this is, you know, I didn't realize until you said it that this is was adapted from the newspaper strip. You know, we have more square panels and taller panels and it's mm-hmm. it's mixed up a bit more different shapes and yeah yeah and the 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 shading i i will say because if i jump over to the next story i don't know if it's because maybe they they kept um 
better care of the newspaper strips as far as archiving them. And so they had a, a better uh, product to use when they were reprinting these, uh, you know, here within the last 10 or 20 years. Uh, but if, if you go to like the next story, which we'll talk about in the next episode, a lot of the shading, a lot of the backgrounds and the, 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 you know, it's, it's very, to me, I would think that this, I don't know. It's just, it's, of course, this was probably taken from a newspaper strip as well. Um, actually, yes. Now that you say that right. I peek here at my notes and yes, this next, both of the Supermans were, yeah. uh, this issue. I thought they had gotten out of that, but I guess not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because we know that at this point, this is the, the third Superman of the year and they weren't doing them monthly at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's just more of a, uh, Hey, uh, Kind of like what trade paperbacks are for us now, you know? They were doing them, what, like quarterly, I think, at this point, roughly? I think so, yeah. Roughly every Seasonally, because hmm. I think the the last one was, well, the first one, of course, Superman number one, didn't have anything on it, didn't wasn't a number one. Wasn't a number one, yeah. It was just- I think the, the second one said fall nine, uh, 39, okay. 1939, and then this one was winter 1939, so. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, I. I don't want to move on to the next episode until we talk real quick. I want to go ahead and include this in this episode. The, uh, the one page, little attaining super health, a few hints from Superman, okay. uh, which didn't, doesn't look like it survived the, the reproduction process very well. Um, but we got, uh, you know, in some of those action comics, the, the, the earlier ones, not that we're that far into action comics, but we're in the second year near the end of the second year at this point, but you know, they had a lot of those, how you can be super strong and how you can leap far and stuff like that. This kind of reminds me of that, but it's a whole page of, you know, basically exercising and how you should, you should do it every day and don't give up. And then to really uh, show young boys why they need to exercise the one panel where the two girls are looking at the two boys walking by. And one of them says, I don't like Johnny. My, look how terrible he slouches when he walks. And the other girl says, Larry strides so straight and manly. I think he's wonderful. So if you want to get the ladies, you got to exercise. Don't slouch. Stand up straight and be manly like Superman. Who also makes an appearance in the very last panel. So. There, yeah, there, there is your example. If you're not quite sure what they're working towards, you, you have, he's got kind of a, he's not straight on with the panel. He's slanted a little bit, but yeah. nice bust shot of he's Superman. Squinty eyes. Mental health is inextricably linked with physical health. Always do the right and just thing. Always do the right and just thing. Help others. Keep your conscience clear. That's super living. As uh, pronounced by the Super Boy Scout with his yeah. twisted lock of hair in the middle. Always teaching us the right way to live, Superman. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, we don't have anything else. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, ask us a question, or just provide feedback in general, you can send an email to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Twitter under the handle at Soups Super Show. 
or just come join in on all the fun over at the forum at forum.justanotherfanboy.com. All those links will be in the show notes. And so until next week, folks, I'm Steven. That's Ed. And this was the Superman Super Show. Ciao, Bella. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.